The following programme is a repeat of The Farm Show, which airs Thursday nights on KCLR from 7. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. This is The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you with thanks to TierlawnFarmLife.com. Well, 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 what a day it's been. Woke up this morning, looked out the window, heavy white frost, and then the birds started singing. And I thought all was well in the world until the phone started pinging and pinging and pinging and hasn't stopped all day. Of course, uh, a, a sudden decision by the IFA to hold a series of protests. Solidarity protests, I think uh, they're calling them at the moment. But there's a, certainly a, a level of frustration and a, a degree of angst out there amongst the farming population. And we'll be chatting to several of those who are uh, parking tractors on uh, bridges over the motorways during the course of the next hour. But first of all, I decided... I get a European perspective because as uh, you're all most likely fully aware right across several of the major European countries Germany Belgium uh, the Netherlands France especially when they do protest by gum but do they do protest but uh, right across Europe and uh, even in some of the uh, new countries such as uh, relatively new anyway such as Lithuania I think as you'll hear from uh, Damien are engaged in protest actions on behalf of the agricultural community. I began though by asking Damien who is of course the uh, ICOS European Affairs and Communications Manager. I began by asking him just to, to paint a picture of what's happening across the continent right now. Um, the, the farmer protest which took place in, in the Netherlands and then there was the growth of that uh, farm group in local elections um, which changed a little bit in their general election before Christmas. But then after Christmas, uh, we saw the momentum gather again in other countries, most notably in Germany, which is facing obviously a, a budgetary uh, deficit situation. They needed to find some money somewhere. And one of the proposals was to cut excise uh, that's allowed on uh, diesel, uh, farm, farm, uh, tractor diesel. Um, and that enraged uh, farmers to the point that they, they marched uh, on foot and, of course, drove their tractors uh, to the Brandenburg Gate. Um, and there was uh, somewhat of a standoff for a while. The German uh, government reconsidered. And I suppose, um, you know, when, when, when other farmers in other countries around Europe saw what was happening, it kind of motivated them um, for a variety of different reasons. I mean, the old phrase about red tape and bureaucracy, we've heard that in Ireland for a long, long time and how it really annoys farmers. Uh, that is feeding into some of the... Uh, disgruntlement uh, that we're, we're, we're seeing, uh, as you said, uh, around France on the motorways, which have been blocked uh, by tractors. And uh, earlier today, uh, when uh, Belgian farmers gathered in a place called Place Lux, which is right outside uh, the European uh, Parliament. And again, uh, issues in relation to cheaper imports, uh, issues in relation to, obviously, the, the fallout from uh, what's happening in Ukraine and um, farmers in, in, in Poland being upset at the, at the import of cheap grain from uh, Ukraine. These are all uh, a variety of issues which have just uh, gathered up ahead of steam and, as you said, have seen uh, a sporadic outpouring of... Um, uh, marching and protest uh, among farmers in a variety of countries. Lithuania is another country as well, uh, which is currently uh, seeing farmer protests. So um, it's, it, nothing has been essentially organised per se uh, in uh, any one country. But uh, as you said, um, certainly in Brussels earlier today, uh, there were uh, quite riotous scenes and I'm sure will be uh, divide opinion somewhat. 
Yeah, and here in Ireland, of course, just to bring you up to speed, um, because I, I, I know you're, you're visiting various processing facilities and that with groups of, of, of farmers and uh, board directors. Uh, the IFA are uh, organizing a solidarity protest, if you like, with the farmers in Europe by um, parking tractors on overhead bridges of, of motorways and so on. But uh, apart from the immediate frustration that farmers are feeling, Damien, you're involved with ICOS, which is part of the COGICA, the overall uh, umbrella organization for co-ops across Europe. You're looking at the future and trying to shape that somewhat as well in terms of the next common agricultural policy and its implications for farmers. Yeah, well, the, the, the next common agricultural policy negotiations on the shape of that have already begun. And the one thing is clear, farm organizations and farmers are saying, you know, we're happy to comply with the conditionality in terms of greening and so on. But we need to obviously still be, uh, you know, receive um, uh, funding and receive cap payments for the primary role that we're involved in, which is, is food production. And as you know, more and more, I suppose, of, of cap funding uh, and cap money, uh, is is going uh, hand in hand or connected with uh, greening measures uh, on on farms, and as I said, you know that's understandable considering that we're in a time of crisis and that we need to obviously protect biodiversity and reduce emissions and so on. But farmers still want to be reassured that you know their role as primary food producers, uh, you know, is is recognised at European level, be it in relation to cap funding, but also in relation to the rules and uh, regulations which uh, come under the farm support policy, for example, which is part of the overall um, Green Deal uh, 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 proposal of the Commission. So um, there are a lot of policies at the moment uh, at EU level which uh, are open and will remain open and unclosed, as not closed, and we'll roll into the next commission. We have elections coming up, Matt, in June. We'll all go to the polls. There are 450 million people in Europe. Uh, they will be represented at parliament level in Brussels, uh, in, in, in a new parliament, which will sit for the first time in July. So, so this is an opportune time as well for farmers to remind uh, politicians who are going canvassing and, um, uh, you know, the next commission um, that, you know, they want to be taken seriously. They have a role to play in obviously meeting the Green Deal targets, but fairness needs to be uh, at the, at the centre of all of this as, as well. And, and, and we've seen obviously with the geopolitical unrest, uh, particularly in, in Ukraine, that nothing is ever guaranteed for, for long, and particularly when it comes to uh, food security. I mean, you know, the breadbasket of Europe, as it's known, is, is Ukraine. And obviously the, the terrible uh, war that's going on there at the moment has obviously affected their agricultural output. So it changes the picture a little bit in terms of uh, being reassured about the future of, of food production. So there are a variety of issues to do with uh, low incomes, but also to do with policy, which uh, continue to um, that cause uh, not, 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 are not reassuring uh, for, for farmers and food producers as we look to the next five years and a new parliament. More than enough reasons for farmers to be in an agitated mood, not only in, in Europe, but in Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, farmers, you know, like every other sector of society, are entitled to collective bargaining and to be able to stand up for themselves. Now, some people will disagree, will disagree I'm sure, uh, with, you know, the... the, 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 the um, 
the methods of protest, particularly in, in, in Brussels today, where, you know, there were angry scenes outside uh, the, the parliament. And already I see on social media where it is dividing opinion and people asking if it was another uh, sector of society, what would the reaction be? But in general, Matt, you'll find that there is a lot of public support for farmers and the price of uh, farmers, not only, of course, in Ireland, but right uh, across uh, Europe as well. Um, they are, you know, the primary food producers and... Um, they need to obviously uh, protect uh, their incomes. And what we're seeing in a lot of European countries for a variety of reasons is that farmers uh, are getting out. In France, for example, milk production is going to decrease in the next 10 years. The reason for that is that young people are simply not interested in taking over uh, the family dairy farm. We see the effects of water shortages in Spain as a result, obviously, of, of, of climate uh, affecting obvious, uh, you know, livestock production in that country. And we've seen in the Netherlands as well where there's going to be the compulsory purchase of farms. Farmers will have no choice, uh, particularly dairy farmers, but to actually get out. Of course, we're not near uh, a situation like that in Ireland, not for a long time. But you've got to be cognizant that, you know, between policy and inclement weather and climate and all of these issues and funding, um, that, and, and of course, to political situations, that uh, farming, uh, you know, and, and food production right across the EU is as affected uh, by all of those and by a combination of them as much as, as any other sector uh, of society. Damien O'Reilly, thanks for taking time out to bring us up to speed on all the protesting by farmers across Europe. Now, that was Damien O'Reilly, and I do apologise for the poor quality of the call, but we decided to run it because he has an overall view of everything, and he literally took it on the hoof as he was walking through a factory with a, a, a group of ICOS representatives. And so we're grateful to Damien for that, for filling us in on the big picture. Meanwhile, locally, uh, right across uh, Kilkenny and any of the motorway bridges, there's a, a farmer presence, and uh, I'm joined by Brendan Hickey, the newly elected chairman of IF. For Kilkenny, Brendan, how are you? Uh, good evening, Matt. Uh, fine now, thank you very much. Yeah, but Brendan, I said you're the newly elected. You didn't expect probably to go in at the deep end like this to rally the troops at very, very short notice. No, definitely not, Matt. In fairness, now I, I'd have preferred maybe to get a county exec meeting over <laughs> me first uh, and, and get me bearings a bit before trying to organise this demonstration but look I would say Inkilkenny is a strong organisation and it's definitely not about any one particular individual so there's a great team of officers there and they're all pulling out the stops tonight there we have a presence in four different locations from the, I'm up here in Johnstown in my own heartland uh, we have a, another one taking place Paulstown Danesforth and Mullinavash down south that's where we are tonight, Matt. Yeah, I gather a good uh, a good turnout as both a very very busy time for livestock owners and at very very short notice. It is reassuring in your new role that you have the backing of 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 your membership. Absolutely, absolutely, Matt. We sat down last night as county officers. Um, we sat down last night as county officers and decided what we were going to do, and we thought maybe we were taking a risk going with three areas. But it's unbelievable the support we got since we put up the messages last night around 11 o'clock. And, uh, you know, it's growing all day. There's people wanting to come. I'm here in Johnstown. There's lads coming from as far as way as Ballyragas, Castlecomer, Tullerone. They're all coming down here. Uh, we have so many tractors, we've had to move on to a second bridge. Um, you know, it, uh, there's a great turnout. Farmers are angry, Matt. There's a lot of anger out there. Um, you know, we're seeing what's happening across Europe. And we're saying for the last couple of months, the last 12 months or more, we're not being listened to in this country. You know, things are going wrong. 
and and the government aren't listening to us. They're not standing up for us. And uh, as you say, a busy time of year. But lads are coming out. You know, there, there's cows calving in every yard, in 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 every dairy yard in the county at the minute. But there's no problem. Anybody we we spoke to today, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, anger is very. You know, it's the level of the level of bureaucracy that's coming down upon us. You know, this this demonstration has nothing got to do with prices. We'll argue every day with our beef processors and our milk processors on price, and that's a given, as I say. But um, this is this is about much more than that. You know, we we talk about farmers and not having not having successors, and you know, this is some of the reasons farmers can't get successors. You know, farmers that have young lads at home, they're kind of looking at themselves and why did I let myself in for that? You know. That uh, they can't plan. Uh, the man talking to me this morning, he needs to do a new dairy unit, and he said two years time I might be at one seventy and I won't need the unit. What am I to do? Can anybody give me direction? And you know, it's 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 very frustrating, Matt. That's that's the word I keep hearing all day. Couldn't agree with you more. It's a it's a topic that comes up for a conversation regularly here on the on the KCLR Farm Show. T- tell me, Brendan, in terms of the mood of people, I, I've I've been following the 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 online conversations all day, and if, if I'm getting any kind of a hint, it's that. Well, fair enough, we'll do this, but it's not nearly enough to prove and to show our levels of frustration. Uh, I I agree with you, Matt. I agree with you, Matt. There's a lot of farmers would like to see us do a lot more. But, Matt, what we're here doing tonight, we're out in solidarity with our counterparts across Europe. Farmers across Europe have been out for the last couple of weeks and, and, and they've been out on the road and farmers here saying, why are we doing this? And the reason we haven't been out before, Matt, we elected a new president three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the, the, the 9th of January, um, I think he took office. And he's a man, he's gone in with a very strong mandate, over t- something over 30,000 members of the organisation turned out to vote in the election. So the man has a very strong mandate. And he has said he wants to, he wants to do his negotiations around the table. So I think a new president and his new team deserves that chance. Uh, by us being here tonight, we're showing our solidarity with our colleagues in Europe, but we're also, we're also strengthening the hand of our president. He'll sit down next week or early the week after with on Taoiseach. And he can show the pictures from around this country at 24 hours notice at a, at a busy time in the year, the amount of farmers he was able to put on the, onto the, the roads of Ireland. So, you know, if that doesn't demonstrate that anger that they are and, and strengthen our president's hand, we, we firmly believe it mightn't be enough and we might have to get stronger and we will get stronger and we will get more vocal and we might have to block up places and if that has to be done, that will have to be done. But this is a start and I suppose if the politicians are listening to us tonight and take anything away from this, we won't be stepping back this time. We're, we're, we're in this now and, and it will continue. So. Yeah, and no, it, it's 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 non-disruptive, if I could put it that way, in terms of having uh, the solidarity of the general public with you. Even in France, where there's been huge disruption, and in Germany, there's still a solid bulk of the general population who are backing the farming community, and that's reassuring. But ultimately, you'd like to keep people on side. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and we're making a point tonight, Matt. We're not out to disrupt traffic. We're not out blocking up anywhere. Um, I saw the, there's a videos going around. The farmers went early in Galway and Clare. They drove through the city, but they weren't holding up traffic. Um, you know, everything. We're, we're we're out to make a point, solidarity with our neighbours, and, and to show the strength that's there in rural Ireland and the anger that's there. We we don't want to 
put out on the general public. Everybody has to get about their daily life and, and do their business the same as we do as farmers. And uh, we're just asking for the government to recognise, to see the plight we're at, and, and to listen to us and, and to start fighting for us, Matt. We need our government to start fighting for us. Yeah, it's, and, a, uh, it's a signal of, of uh, commitment, uh, for sure. And uh, just the logistics of it then, Brendan, you'll be there for uh, a couple of hours, starting from 7 o'clock. Uh, we, we, we're here since 7, and, uh, and we'll be here till maybe half 8, 9 o'clock, and, and then we'll all disperse back to where we came from, and... We, with the power will go back to our president and, and we'll take it from there. He has a good few meetings lined up in the next few weeks and, and we'll see how they go. And, um, we'll, as the fellow says, we may maybe watch this space and, and, and we'll see what's going to happen going forward. But, um. Yeah, back, back at half nine, ten o'clock to the farm to try and catch up on whatever was missed out in the interim. <laughs> Listen, the best of luck to everyone involved there in, uh, Johnstown, Orlingford and, um, thanks for joining me. Thanks very much for taking the call, Matt. Take care. Take care. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. We're continuing to follow the big, big story of the day, which is the IFA's solidarity protests being uh, run and organised right across the country. We're concentrating on Kilkenny. Carlo uh, are not protesting uh, this evening for obvious reasons. That terrible, terrible um, tragedy down in Carlo with the loss of three lives today and... Uh, yeah, they, they decided not to hold the protest, uh, and and I think a good decision. But uh, meanwhile, across at Paulstown at the flyover there, um, Jim Mulhall joins me. Jim, a full house or a full tractor cade by all accounts? Huge crowd here, Matt, in Kikent, uh, down here in Paulstown. We're both sides of the bridge line, we're now struggling to park them around the roundabout. So, I mean, it just goes to show, Matt, the level of anger and frustration that's out there. Because, I mean, the president called this protest after a council meeting at 9 o'clock last night, and within 24 hours, I mean, people have just mobilised without any huge effort now. There was no pushing people out. It was actually getting people to just do this and do no more for the moment until National Council decides what their next move is. Yeah, because that frustration, I was talking to Brendan Hickey just a, a few minutes ago, he's up in Orlingford, obviously, but uh, I, I, I was aware of the frustration, you've talked about it on, on, on this programme and uh, others have discussed it as well, but I, I, I wasn't fully aware of the level of frustration until I saw the messages coming in today. Yeah, I mean, this is it's really after bubbling to the surface, people have seen what's going on in Europe. And people, like, I mean, even talking to men here and, and, and women, and there's, 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 there's farm families here uh, showing support uh, as well. And this is, I suppose, more than just uh, solidarity with Europe. I mean, this is actually Irish farmers uh, standing up for themselves, Matt, because there's an awful lot of frustration out there. I mean, the, the, the regulations, I mean, the nitrates and everything, all the trappings around that with stocking rates and... The tillage men are absolutely bewildered with regulations, like it's between cropping rules and tree crop rules and what we can plant, and it has just caused massive frustration uh, to people. And like to, to use the hashtag that the president used last night, enough is enough. Like, and people are just they're sick of it, Matt. And that's the bottom line. They're just fed up of it now. And it, this has been bubbling away. It was right through the presidential campaign. I attended a few of the debates uh, there, and you could. You, you could sense it that there was a, a farmers were just in a funny humour now. There were 
there was a level of anger there that was bubbling and it didn't take much today to unleash that anger and lads are once they're mad for action but they're asking what the next step is and that's up for that's not within my remit anymore that's up to the county chairman and national council to decide that yeah, you, you mentioned, I'll, I'll just focus in on tillage for a moment because I attended the tillage conference yesterday and the tree crop rule remains in place. Now, in the meantime, in what I call the real world, an awful lot of ground wasn't sown in the autumn. There's a huge deficit of seed of any nature for the spring and yet uh, farmers have to try and figure out how they can still adhere to the tree crop rule. It's this lack of flexibility and I can put that right across cattle, dairy, vegetables, yeah. anywhere. Yes, and and like it's it's people feel like the, the the fertilizer register this year hasn't hasn't really started to show what results or what what impact it'll have on people if they go buy fertilizer and they need to grow grass or whatever way the year will come and all of a sudden sorry you have your allocation got and the tillage piece the tree crop rule you know the greening requirement over the winter uh, like even the debacle there last year with the with the lieback off the um, off the fodder crops off the cash crops. Like it's it's just relentless, Matt. It's one thing after the next. The nitrates uh, was a, a, a an awful. Like it, I mean, when I became county chair, cap was a huge issue at that time. That was a kick in the teeth to everyone down this part of the country because people were their single farm payments were pillaged, and there was money gone into eco schemes that only get some of it back. And then the nitrates piece, after a huge effort, like we were farmers felt abandoned, like you know, and it's has caused people to go off renting land or drop count numbers and it's it's affecting everybody like it's just affecting everybody this regulation because we're all trying to farm the same area and trying to get on with people and just the whole regulation piece Matt if people feel their hands are being tied behind their backs you know and, it, and it's one thing after the next and this is what's driving farmers crack Yeah and is it as much worry about the future as, as, as you reflected on as about current frustration over existing regulations because I'm looking at this next cap and there's likely to be uh, the real bite of the Green Deal coming through and Mercosur they're, they're trying to force that through which will unhinge apart from the carbon leakage of human Huge amounts of uh, Brazilian beef coming in, it'll unhinge um, the whole structure of European beef production. It's worry about the future as much as anything, Jim. Absolutely. And look at, I mean, we all have uh, young people uh, hoping that they'll have a future. I had a future in farming when I was 20 years of age, and none of us want to be a naysayers or, 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 or talking down the business. But Farmers are worried, like, about the future. People are saying, is there a future here on the farm, uh, for my son or daughter? They're struggling, like, one person put up a comment there today on, uh, blowing from Ballahale, and he said, look at, my children mightn't have a future on the farm, they can't even build a house on the farm, you know, and it's, it's just one thing after the next. The whole, like, as you mentioned, the Mercosur piece, and the, the Green Deal, the farm to fork, we're being asked to do more and more, so cap money now has, has now morphed into an environmental payment. I heard uh, an environmentalist on the phone, on the radio the other day, and he said, "He said like we're paying farmers to farm. We should be paying them not to farm." I mean, I never heard such rot in my entire life. I mean, for me to make a living or you to make a living, Matt, we have to sell something, be it our milk, our grain, our beef, and for somebody to to pop up on national radio and and say something like that. But unfortunately, that's the 
that's the diatribe that's out there and that's what farmers are listening to and that's what's driving them absolutely cracked when they hear it, Matt. You know, they've, they've had enough. I'm just following the Twitter feed here as we as we chat, Jim. I see Eamon Sheehan um, suggesting that they need a bigger bridge out in Danes Fort to accommodate the... We're, we're, the, we're full here now as well. The uh, protesters, we're, yeah. We're, we're going around the roundabout here. We're, we're filling the roundabout as well, Matt. And like, the point is, like, usually when we're organising the protests, we're ringing branch chairs and we're ringing secretaries and we're getting them to go mobilise their branches and put pressure on. Matt, this was all done nearly on WhatsApp and I know a few of us gave all day on the phone, but but still, having said that, like it didn't take much to get people out. The biggest problem now, and I say this without jest, the biggest problem is is just to get them to come to the bridge and just stay on the bridge. I mean, yeah. people are saying, why aren't we blocking the motorways? You know, so there's I never saw such an appetite for a protest. Never, yeah. now. But it's just usually your cokes and lads, it's, it's the other way around them. It's the other way around. There's, so there's, there's a, need, a need for a disciplined approach, for sure, absolutely. And you're, and you're managing that. Listen, you, you mentioned uh, young farmers. I'm going across now to uh, a recording I did with Elaine Houlihan, uh, President of Machra, earlier in the evening. Jim, thanks for joining me. No bother. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Elaine Houlihan is president of Mochran, joins me on the phone. Elaine, farmers up in arms right across Europe, and uh, the contagion has has spread to Ireland. It has indeed, Matt. Um, Tonight we're going out in solidarity, um, to show solidarity with the EU farmers that have been protesting for the last um, number of days, if not weeks, in some countries. Yeah, and I understand an awful lot of young farmers across Europe, and most particularly in France, uh, leading the the blockades and uh, the protest marches. Yes, there's a lot of young farmers after taking a stance, and actually today we're involved with CJ over in Brussels, and over 20 organisations have come together um, to stage a protest over in Brussels. Which is currently just taking place as we're speaking. Yeah, and it's a, so, it's, it's a it's a common theme, Elaine. Um, poor incomes, overregulation, and in the case of of young farmers, a severe aging of the population. The demographics are go- all going in the wrong direction. Yeah, I suppose the big word that could be used for this is uncertainty. That's the buzzword that's being used in the young farmers at the moment. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty coming from our government, but you touched on it there, Matt. The age profile is something that's quite worrying. Only 6.5% of our farmers in the EU are below 35. And that's across the EU, not just Ireland we're talking about here. Elaine, you're talking to young farmers up and down the country every day of the week. The, the, one of the big issues is being able to develop an enterprise and make an income without being regulated out of existence as, as young farmers see it, as all farmers see it. Yep, I'm here. I'm taking phone calls every hour of the day from young farmers, as you said, up and down the country. And that uncertainty is there. And I suppose it comes down to succession, Matt. We we did a lot of work around succession, and the young farmers across the EU are also coming out around succession. They want to build an enterprise. They want to have a future. And yes, I know that when we turn around and say we want to have a future, a lot of people go that's a bit of a wishy-washy term. But I think this movement is showing exactly what we mean as young people in the agricultural industry. Anecdotally, Elaine, I've heard uh, of several young farmers, young men and women, trying to start a dairy enterprise and being frustrated because of objections from people who are living hundreds of miles away. Can you confirm that that's actually happening on the ground? 
Unfortunately, it is math, and it's something that we are actively working on in Mocker. There needs to be a tiny bit more red tape to make it more difficult for these people to object. Look, it's only 20 euros to submit that objection. Um, so for some people, putting in five objections a week is a hundred euros that they set aside. I'm sure they could spend it better elsewhere than trying to stop some young person having a future and creating an enterprise and being, I suppose, an important factor of rural life. Yeah, we we have the government putting a lot of the the the, the regulatory impositions. Uh, I won't say blaming it on 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 Brussels and the on the European Commission, but they're putting the the onus on there. Where does the responsibility lie ultimately with the Irish government, Irish Department of Agriculture, Irish um, Minister for Agriculture? Yeah, look, it's really for their government. They have to fight for our cause over in over at European level. We're over there involved with TJ. We are fighting the cause over there for the young farmers as well. But we need our government to back us. They need to back the young farmers and show that we want to continue farming here in Ireland, along with all the rest of the young farmers across Europe that are taking a stance. Elaine Houlihan, President of Mocker, thanks for joining us this evening. No problem. Thanks, Matt. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. Now, I just want to check with Paul O'Brien before we talk to him. Are you safe to talk uh, because you were commuting there, Paul? I am indeed, um, Matt, and um, good evening to everybody. Um, my friend is driving, so I'm sitting passenger. Oh, well, then you're then 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 you're then you're safe. Um, I, I I'm not sure where you are because I, I I spoke to you earlier. You were down in Mulnavat. You were heading for Danes Fort and then on to Paulstown. You're en route to somewhere. I was trying to contact Richie Dermody down in Mulnavat, but we might get him in a couple of minutes. Uh, where, where are you yeah. at the moment? I'm halfway between Mulnavat and Danes North, and. Um, to be honest with you, the turnout in Mullivat was absolutely fantastic. Um, and just, I suppose, throughout the region, over 200 tractors in Wexford, 105 tractors went through Tullamore this evening. So we do know that Danesforth is full. We also know that Town is full. I haven't heard from North Kilkenny, but I'm sure our new chairman, Brendan Hickey, has rounded up the farmers there, and I'm sure... Uh, North Kilkenny has, uh, has come out in force as well. Well, I've the, 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 the word I heard from Eamon Sheehan in Dan's Fort was they need a bigger bridge and in Arlingford I spoke to Brendan earlier and he said they've they've uh, populated both bridges you know that double bridge there so yeah. um, listen, it, the, the, the main aim is a, a, a protest of solidarity with our European um, comrades if you like uh, uh, fellow farmers and uh, no disruption at least at this stage well, you, you, everybody is, I suppose, we've been dealing with this for the last number of years now. I suppose the Green Deal, Matt, and we often spoke about it, and particularly the farm support policy, bringing more and more environmental burden on farmers. Now, as I've always said, farmers have a job to do, and we are prepared to do it. But what we can't allow, Matt, is throughout Europe, common agricultural policy to be the always go-to place in order to develop environmental change. New money needs to be found 
in order for farmers to go on that environmental journey. It's been said many times in the past, you cannot be green if you're in the red. And tonight's, I suppose, gathering, I'm not going to call it a protest because it's not, it's a gathering of farmers who are frustrated with lots and lots of individual issues. But the big ones are the European farm to fork, the way that regulation is interpreted by our own government, and also, I suppose, and also the frustration of delayed payments, the nitrates regulations, things such as the nature restoration law. It's a combination, Matt, of many, many different things that farmers are absolutely frustrated with. Yeah, it's not difficult, Paul, to understand why farmers feel, rightly or wrongly, uh, oppressed. Well, you know, there, there has been a lot of fingers pointed at farming over the last number of years. And, um, and as I've always said, look, we, we have to do more. We have to go on this journey. But this journey of, or this transition has to be supported, Matt. We can't do this cold turkey. Farming is being, the confidence of farmers is being absolutely eroded away time and time again by, I suppose, accusations and things. Who do not do anything in order to improve you know, the environmental potentials of the country? Farmers are the boots on the ground. We are the only people that have the ability to sequester carbon. We're the only people that have the ability to improve biodiversity. Government, EU, work with us, support us, and we can go on that journey together. But we can't do it unless we are protected and fundamentally last couple of years there's been an absolute push on farm incomes and food production is being attacked in order for the great environmental good I know you're trying to hit as many spots as you can this evening Paul I'm not going to in- interfere with your, 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 your journey anymore but thanks very much for joining us and um, be careful out there Thanks, Matt. All the best. Take care. Now we're going straight across to Tolo for a, a quick sheep report with Eric Driver. What well, is a beautiful day today here in Tolo. We'd have to say the trade is something similar here. Uh, we had a very lively trade for those well-fleshed lambs and hoggets today. Looking at the prices there, hoggets over 50 kilos, selling to top call there of 174 today. Lots of hoggets there between 166 up to 170. One outstanding price there being 50 kilo hoggets. They're making 170 today. Over then to the store trade here, very lively store trade, lots of positivity about the stores here. Uh, the 30 to 33 and 4 kilos there selling from 97 and 8 euros for the ram lamb types up to 112 and 14 euro there in some instances with some clean 33 kilo weather types there pushing close to 120. With the 37 up to 43 and 4 kilos they sell in there from the mid 1 teens, 115, 16 up to 127 and 8 there and a very lively trade. With the 38 to 40, 47 and 8 kilos, uh, they made again a good lively trade here. They're saying they're from 140 up to 154 and 5 there. And again, a demand there for those types with the 48s, the 50 kilos there again selling in the region there from the mid 150s up to 161 and 2. 
Moving over to the Cash Joe trade here. No great change in the Cash Joes here. Very lively trade also. Heavy yo's in excess of two euro there, especially the Continental Charlotte Texel type yo with a good store trade there from 140 to 160 a kilo. And over then we had some yo's at Lambs at foot. Twin units there up to a top call of 320 with single units up to 220 and a lamb and a half at foot there. Anything from 250 to 280 there. And in lamb yo's, age yo's there carrying about 1.6 selling there from 125 up to 160. And again, a good lively trade. Don't forget the fat stock show and sale. All happening here on Friday. And if it's anything like the Bullockdale last Friday, the ring is the place to sell your cattle. Be a price taker, not a price maker. Get them into Tullow here this coming Tuesday for the fat stock show and sale for the heifers. And we're back again here next Tuesday. Thank you. Uh, I won't say a bridge too far, but we've only uh, time to visit one more bridge. Uh, down in Mulnavata, uh, Richie Darmody and his colleagues are there. Richie, how are you? Good, thanks, Max. And you? Great, uh, great. I'm, I'm, I'm flitting across the the county, as I say. Carlo called off theirs on account of that terrible tragedy down there. But right across the country, according to Paul O'Brien, there have been un- undisruptive uh, protests in solidarity with our, our European uh, colleagues and farmers. And uh, it's the same down in Mulnavat. That's right. We got a great turnout here. Over forty tractors and probably. 60 people or so and um, traffic is going away fine we're, we're tractors all over on the bridge on the flyover um, very passionate people here um, can't make their point uh, the people are people are just sick of all this and but um, like I said a nice a nice protest and within the law yeah, and a huge degree of sacrifice, uh, a personal sacrifice. I don't want to make a martyr out of you or anything, but, you know, at a very busy time of year, farmers willing to make the sacrifice and make the time somehow or another uh, to, disru- to, to to protest on behalf of their fellow farmers, right? Not only in Ireland, but across Europe. That's right. That's right. Um, well, we're here, we're here in solidarity with our friends across Europe, but uh, we're making the point that that we're here to stand up for our Irish farmers on our own and, and to um, send a message to our government that they have let us down and that, um, that we want to make the point and we're not going to take it anymore. And this is the first step. And I'd say whatever IFA or what they want to do next, we'll all be on board. Richie, I won't ask you how long you've been farming, but I've been farming long enough to remember when, uh, you know, apart from weather and prices and the usual things, it was an enjoyable physical operation, and that's why why we all signed up. It's come an awful long way in terms of the amount of time you have to devote now to interpreting and managing and uh, adhering to regulations and uh, restrictions and so on and so forth. Oh yeah, sure. All your time goes on it, and, and of course the, the the expense then of getting advisors, and they don't even have the time to do it. You know, you know, you'd be talking about time going by, and I'm involved in dairy, but I I, I know of a family in Monkind that that um had a, a small hole in a twenty or thirty cows and put all his kids to college, five of them, and got great jobs and great college education. Like I don't know to do the same thing now, I don't know how many cows you'd want to have. Yeah, it's an impossible challenge without ever increasing scale, and all we're doing really a lot of the time is is chasing tail. Chasing our tail, yeah. Chasing our tail, and and you know, people are just so frustrated with it now. 
the thing about the thing about farmers and what we do, we love the work and we do it for the love of it. But uh, these regulations now and everything to just make it impossible. Absolutely. Listen, you're going to be there for another hour or so. I wish you well and uh, be careful on the way home. No bother, Matt, and thank you. Thank you for being here, Sam. All right, take care, Richie. Now, George, you've been listening to uh, the various uh, stories from across the county. There's a common theme, very much so, and even from, from Damien O'Reilly earlier on, when I, I, I got a, a European perspective. Different countries and uh, different cultures, but the same frustrations, if you like. Yes, listening to French and German farmers and Sky News there, uh, that there is, it would appear that there's so much anger, frustration, uh, regulations being, and then uh, to put a, a cap that, Mercansure at the moment, they're thinking of bringing in all this beef, whatever they're going to bring, no regulations whatsoever. You know what I mean? They have uh, decided they've knocked down forests and uh, thousands and upon thousands of acres, etc., etc., and all, they're they're doing a deal to try bring bring this in. Uh, I think anger has got to the top, though, and I think that maybe now farmers will be appreciated because they need that appreciation. Because I think. Uh, the straw that broke the camel's back has just erupted. Uh, the, I should have said that anger has erupted throughout Europe, uh, Germany, France, Luxembourg. You name it, they're all they're all in the same boat. And I suppose, in retrospect, there's powers. There's a power in numbers. Absolutely, solidarity, solidarnos, isn't that what the Polish engaged in? <laughs> George, you'll be back in a couple of minutes with uh, the Matt report. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe, brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. KCLR Mart Report Sponsored by Kilkenny Livestock Mart Serving the farming community for over 60 years And uh, George, as you heard before the ad break is in studio and ready to present his livestock report for the week Yes indeed Matt, uh, 740 cattle on offer today, a bigger sale than last week Bullocks again recording a 97% clearance, uh, heifers recording a 99% clearance, Trained, trade remains very strong even allowing for all that's happening out there, uh, free bullocks to a, ha- a top there of 265 270 a kilo. Continental's breaching 350 per kilo on a number of occasions. Uh, so all in all, a uh, great uh, uh, buoyancy about the trade in Kilkenny today. 600 kilo bullocks from 246 to 330 per kilo. That's a price range of 1550 to 2280 per head. 5 to 600 kilo bullock uh, in price and range here. 235 to 315 per kilo. 1230 to 1870 per head with a 4 to 500 kilo bullock from 190 to 320 per kilo. 750 to 70 30 per head. Under 400 kilo uh, price range here from uh, 780 to 1280 per head or in uh, kilo wise you would be talking about 2 euro to 3 euro 35 per kilo uh, and a top call there of 353, 2 charges 360 kilo, 1270 Now we have our ca- uh, cull cow sale is on a Tuesday at the moment last Tuesday with 230 on offer uh, Frisian cull cows 110 to 230 per kilo with the continentals from 170 to 290 per kilo in the heifer department, uh, beef heifers from 268 to 333 per kilo, 1620 to 2080 per head. Forward stores from 240 to 3 euro 10 per kilo, 1180 to 1620 per head, with the lighter tides from 220 to 365 per kilo, or from 610 to 1150 per head. So lots of buoyancy about the trade. Once again, Matt, it's helped. I, I'd say it's the supply and demand at the moment. And um, good to see, but remember, those cattle did cost a lot coming in uh, that are being 
uh, sold at the moment. On the sheep front, uh, great uh, trade in uh, Kilkenny on th- uh, last Monday. 150 to 178 per head for the butcher lamb, 140 to 168 per head for the factories. Uh, the store lambs from 88 to 128 per head. Uh, Cashews from 85 to 190 per head. Now, we had a complete clearance sale for the late Mary Erdley, who, uh, Purcell Gardens, who died uh, very suddenly last November. And this was a closed herd uh, in calf region. Cows and heifers ranged from 1300 to 2020 per head. I think the average price there was 1550 And fresh calf, uh, cows and heifers in a, uh, another sector of that sale made from 1200 to 1940 per head. Now, a bit of a disruption this week because um, we have no sale on Monday because of bank holidays. So we're at the, everything falls on on Tuesday. Tuesday we have sheep, calves, weanings, cull cows. If you have cull cows, perhaps you'll ring them out tomorrow Friday. If not, don't worry, just bring them on regardless on Tuesday morning and we will get through those uh, cull cows sale. Uh, as I said, you can enter tomorrow Friday in Kilkenny Mart, but if you don't get there, just bring them on regardless. And um, uh, I, I, as I said before, Matt, uh, this, it's hard to escape uh, what's going on at the moment around Europe regarding the, the rules, the regulations that, uh, you know, People are just fed up with it, and I think Jim Hall just mentioned it. You know, you can keep belting someone, belting a donkey, donkey or something, and he'll he'll do the best he can. But eventually, he'll kick out, and that's what the farmers are doing throughout Europe. They have enough of the rules, regulations, and so-called people who. I don't know who implements them, Matt, as I said to you off air there, uh, but surely to goodness, uh, you shouldn't implement these without a conversation with the people who are farming. Yeah, uh, uh, and indeed, even in the background, there should be some kind of an economic analysis done of the impact on incomes, the impact on on well-being, the impact on time that has to be devoted by food producers to adhering to these regulations. But there's none of that. And when you think about it, no other business would put up with that uh, without having, before you make a major decision, you, you do an analysis of its impact. Yes, uh, exactly. And when, when I hear these so-called professors saying that the climate, you know, uh, cattle are producing methanes, uh, blah, 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 all the rest of it, you know, at times it, it rings hollow because, you know, if you look at the, 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 the number of, uh, of airplanes in the air out there, you know, the factories that are set up, look at China, look at the, 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 the developing countries out there, uh, that, like, it won't make one oots of difference what we do here in our little country of Ireland. Okay, uh, we are trying. We, uh, there is a lot of, uh, you know, uh, good rules and regulations regarding water pollution and all that. Everyone agrees with that. And it's not as though the farmer doesn't want to uh, uh, join in this this uh, uh, green uh, uh, allegation or green agenda. Uh, green yep. agenda is the, is the correct match, you know. As I said, but as I said, it's it's it's... And when you think of some farmers spending sort of hours upon hours uh, filling out forms, etc., etc., they're not there to do that, Matt. They're there to produce milk, to produce grain, to produce sheep, to be beef, you know. And, and, and that is their main job. Uh, as I said before, who are the faceless people who introduce these rules and regulations. Back to the day job for a moment, George. I, 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 did you mention calves? Any calves coming through yeah, yet? Yeah, they're just starting now. Uh, improvements sm- in age and age stature and, and so on. And I noticed that you see uh, on, on Cork Marts who produce, you know, 19,000 calves. You know, if you're bringing in those small little weak calves that are barely able to stand up, forget about it. You're not gonna, they're not going to get in. It's simple as that. Uh, I would suggest, and now it's up to each farmer, but at least uh, the calves should be 
be at least 14 days, maybe preferably 21 days, you know, and that they have got their bee stings. Let's see, you know, it's not give them bee stings because that is the uh, a great uh, a great start for a calf, you know, uh, and that, and they should be literally able to stand on their own two or uh, four feet thin, you know. Yeah, but, and uh, apart from anything else, it, it should be reflected in the price you can get if, uh, if exactly. you're buying a good, is, strong calf. It is indeed, it is indeed, and and, and as I said, um, it, 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 we haven't, of course, a lot of people that used to be uh, calving early January have gone back to mid-January or, or uh, early February, so the bulk of calves will start from next week onwards, I'd say, you know, but um, yeah, as I said, the, at the moment there would appear to be a good export trade there and a good appetite from even some farmers to buy uh, genuine calves, you know, but um, uh, we'll, we'll see how things go, but please, if you have those weak calves, and unfortunately, if you have a Jersey bull calf, uh, you, you have a problem because I don't know what you're going to do with them. Yeah, and I think we're moving amazingly quickly into genotyping and uh, improved breeding for th- that multi-purpose calf, if you like. Uh, I, I, I think we're going to see enormous change in, in, in cow and cattle breeding over the next uh, number of years. So, listen, we've rounded up as much as we can from the studio and from right around the county on those protests. Uh, well, I, I suppose there's still whoever, and they might be listening in to, you know, Matt, any, everyone out there, you know, they, 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 they are out there, uh, they're trying to get, deliver a message to the government and maybe further afield to Europe, and maybe Europe is where, where all these rules and regulations uh, uh, start from. So, so uh, I, I'd say I applaud the farmers today. It's about time we stood up and, 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 and sort of showed uh, what we're worth. And uh, if people uh, have any sense at all, they will listen to what's going on at the moment. Well summarised. Well summarised, George. Mm. Thank you very much. Uh, Martin, thank you very much for uh, producing and engineering and keeping an eye on the on the monitor for those texts as they came in. From me, Matt O'Keefe, until next week, farm well, farm safely. Good night and goodbye. Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com.